All right. We'll start here at uh, where we left off. And we're in 2 Peter in chapter 1 and verse 5. And we're talking about the basis of our salvation, our faith. And we're talking about adding to that. That's our responsibility. We've looked at the the, uh, reality of salvation. We've looked at the riches of salvation. Now we're looking at our responsibility. I've heard people say, oh, you know, if things don't change in our country, we're finished. Or they might say, oh, we've got to do something about the, uh, the, up, uh, the unrest and the, all the things that are going on in our country. We've got to do it or it's all over. Well, you know what? We can't live that way. Uh, we don't live by the media. Uh, we live by faith of God. People say, how can you possibly live in this country? It's become so immoral. How can you raise your family here? Well, we live by faith. We trust God. Some people might uh, say, you know, there's going to be a problem. Uh, there's going to be a problem with the uh, economics and the finances. Well, I always have believed that what the Lord's involved in, he supports. I think we've seen that even in our own church here throughout this year. I've never known the Lord to get frustrated and say, boy, I'd sure like to pull that off. I just can't seem to raise the money. The Lord doesn't say that, does he? Never ran into that. So if the Lord's in it, the Lord will do it. So we've got into this thing by faith, and we're established that we're going to live by faith, and we will not uh, all of a sudden turn around and try to live by sight. Having begun in the Spirit, are we perfected in the flesh? Listen, we need to believe God. It's the whole Thing that was started in the spirit and it started by faith and we're living by faith one day at a time and we believe uh, that's the way God wants us to live in utter absolute dependence on him and by faith we believe God to raise up a greater testimony we believe God to raise up a greater ministry uh, and bring more people into his kingdom and send out more to preach and teach and serve and we believe that God has the funds, and he has the facilities, and whatever it takes to do the work he wants us to do. We need to believe God for that. And God has always proven himself faithful to those things that he desires to perform. Now, people can get upset about a lot of stuff, but I cannot get upset about things when I know that everything is in the hand of God. I mean, God controls all the details of life. You know, we can get really upset about things that are going on in our country with the politicians, with the medical areas. But God's in control. And we just, uh, he just puts it all together. Faith is a marvelous thing. Now, so he says, faith as the foundation. Now, to faith, we're going to add virtue. Verse 5. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. You add virtue. What's the word virtue mean? 
Well, it's a word that means excellence of life. It's a very rare word in the Bible, but it's a common word in the Greek language, in secular Greek. It refers to the proper fulfillment of something. You know, the best thing that a knife can do is cut, right? You know, a knife is not very uh, is not worth much if it can't cut. Unless you're cutting butter. And then and when it's cold butter, it doesn't cut very well. You need a good knife that cuts. The best thing that a horse can do is run. Uh, excellence means the best thing a Christian can do is to fulfill all that a Christian can be. That's the way the word is used. It is the excellence of a man to be all that a man can be. And all that a man can be is to be like Christ. And that's the excellence. That's the virtue. And so you add to a life of faith the excellence of Christ's likeness. And that has to do with standards, our standard of Christian living. You know, we talk about standard of living uh, in, in the world, and that has to do with money and houses and various, you know, jobs and so forth. But here we're talking about standard of Christian living. And uh, we need to be uh, people of virtue, be all that God wants us to be. And then to that, we add in verse 5, we add knowledge. He says knowledge there. He uses a different word than he used earlier. We've talked about that uh, gnosis or epinosis, which he used earlier, was a deep knowledge of salvation. This is just gnosis. This is just practical wisdom. You add to your faith excellence of life applied in a practical wisdom, goodness on a practical basis. Now, some people know a lot of Bible facts. They know a lot of things. They may know a lot of stories. They may know a lot of facts about uh, the Bible, uh, but they don't, they don't live the life. But knowledge, that is true knowledge, has action. Now, in order to have this knowledge of practical wisdom, we need to study. Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15. And then you go to verse 6, and you add to knowledge, temperance. Temperance. This is to us, Peter says, to remember. You know this. I'm not telling you what you don't know. You know you're to live by faith. You know you're to live a virtuous life. You know you're to live an excellent life, to fulfill the highest potential of God in man. And you're to have wisdom applied. And you know you have to have temperance. This is, has to do with self-control. Literally, it means to control the passions rather than being controlled by them. To break the will of sin. It's talking about self-discipline as well. We must bring all things into the captivity of Christ. And that's what we have to remember here. He's reminding us of this. And then in verse 6, he says, add patience. To the temperance or self-control or discipline, you add patience. Now what does he mean? That means to persevere with courage against all odds. A lot of people start out with a big fury, fury, 
And then as soon as it hits some kind of resistance, whoa, they come to a stop almost. It's like their Christian life goes poof. <laughs> it just doesn't, uh, there's nothing there. They're gone. But when you take difficulty and you go right through it, when you stand against Satan's attacks and the opposition of the world and the flesh and be courageous, then your star can be a steady shining star rather than the temporary brilliance of a comet, that a shooting star that is here and then gone. Hope you understand that idea. It's kind of a never give in, never give up persistence. And it usually has is closely associated with suffering. What happens when suffering comes to a Christian? Oh, God let me down. I, I don't think I can live the Christian life. No, that's not having patience. Patience with God, that God's going to see you through that suffering. And then to this, he says, you add godliness. That's a beautiful word here. It means reverence or worship, a life of worship, a life of of, of, of glorying, uh, glory, bringing glory to God. It's not so much the living as the attitude toward God. Live a life of worship. Live a life of awe. As David said, I've set the Lord always before me. It's sad about uh, our country. You look around at churches and you see very little genuine worship. See a lot of programs, a lot of entertainment, but very few have an attitude or a concept of worship. And if we are, as God helps us, going to be not a church like Sardis. Remember, Sardis was a dead church. We don't want to be a dead church. We need to re remember to set the Lord before us. We remember to worship and, and uh, reverence God, godliness. And then to this, he says, add brotherly kindness. Now, here, brotherly kindness is the word Philadelphia. And the Philadelphia in our country today is not really a, a city of brotherly kindness these days. But that's what the word means. It's the best way to translate it is friendship. Be friends. Be affectionate one to another. You know, one of the fears I have is that people can just come to uh, into our church and kind of sit on the fringes and have no relationships. They don't uh, develop any friendships. And if there's any friendships we ought to have, it's with those in our congregation. Our best friends ought not to be of the world. Now, you can be friendly to the world, but as far as friendship, showing affection, ought to be to those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And some come to church and they have no relationships. They just kind of leave it at that. And so that has the idea of, of service. Now, service doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be a, a person who has a position of leadership, but just serving one another uh, and encouraging one another. 
So many times people come and watch the preacher, listen to the music, and go home. Watch the preacher, listen to the music, and go home. But don't do that. Add to your faith friendship, brotherly kindness. Now, there's a whole mystery about discipleship. It's kind of interesting. What is discipleship? Well, as if it's a secret thing. You want to know what it is? Discipleship is nothing more or less than friendship with a spiritual perspective. It's where two people are molded together in deep affection with spiritual perspective. Your conversation is God, not the weather. That's discipleship, pouring our lives into other people, being friends, building friendships. Remember the importance of that. And don't just get your little group and think, well, I'm going to just be friends with this little group and keep everybody else out. And we need to build some new friendships, open up our hearts. Stop and think about that for a moment. I wonder how many of our congregation really have friends in this body of Christ. Actually spend time with one another, even outside the church. Something to really think about. Didn't uh, Jesus say that? By this shall all men know that you are what? Disciples, if you love one for another. So we're going to add charity. Have we forgotten about that? Have we forgotten to build the friendships? Have we forgotten to extend ourselves? See, Peter's reminding us. Your faith is on the bottom line. You add to that excellence of life. You add to that wisdom and self-discipline and self-control and perseverance and a spirit of worship and friendship and finally love at the end of verse 7. That's what charity is. And by that we mean sacrificial selflessness. Love is selflessness. Again, that's the bottom line. Love is sacrifice. You know, it just uh, it just uh, puzzles me to hear somebody say, oh, they're doing this and I'm not for it. See, that's, uh, that's a problem if we're not... S- Selfless. To be selfless is to be sacrificial, to look on the things of others. And so, let's go back to this little chart that I had put up earlier. Your faith is the bottom that has to do with salvation, virtue, standards, knowledge, study, temperance, that's self-control, patience, suffering, even through trials, you are patient on what God has for you. Godliness is sanctification, worshiping God, separating yourselves unto God. Brotherly kindness is service, and charity involves sacrifice. Now, add to your faith. Peter is saying, if you do these things, you shall never fall. Have you forgotten the reality of your salvation? Are you thankful? Are you, have you forgotten the riches of your salvation? Are you seeing the power of God expressed? Have you forgotten the responsibility for increased faith, moral excellence, practical wisdom, self-control, courageous perseverance, God-conscious reverence, 
friendship, sacrificial, selfless love. Then be reminded and remember, because if you forget, the consequences are tragic. So don't forget the reality of your salvation, the riches of your salvation, and then the responsibility. And that's what Peter is reminding us of here once again tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word and tremendous principles to be reminded of tonight. Things that, yes, we probably already knew them. And uh, we've heard these things, but it doesn't hurt us to hear them again and be reminded of them because sometimes we're not just forgetful. We just, uh, we just ignore the things of your of your word, and, and we, for, uh, we just don't do them. And then we wonder why there are problems and difficulties in our lives. If we would just walk with you in, in your word and remember these wonderful things about our salvation. Bless uh, this lesson to our hearts tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.